And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So we tell you calmly and very sincerely, if you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. Rap on a table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween. Awaken the spirits with your tambourines. Creepies and crawlies, toads in a pond. Let there be music from regions beyond. Wizards and witches, wherever you dwell, give us a hint by ringing a bell. Podcast. I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. And you are here for our special Halloween episode, episode 147. Right. And we have a very special guest. Yes, I, we do. I, I guess I am really, really, really <laughs> stoked about. This gentleman's an actor, he's a writer, he's a director, he's a genre icon. Yes. Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Sir, welcome to our show. Hi, hi, welcome you all. Um, you are now, as we speak, in Rome. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, sit and talk with us for a little bit here. Um, I, most of our interviews begin um, by asking people about what they were like as children. Um, I think that seeing a person and the things that they were they were uh, interested in when they were young, that tends to blossom and sort of echo throughout their life. Tell me about what kind of a child you were. I was um, a very shy child, a bit confused about the world, mostly because I I come from a um, multilingual family, so I learned three languages at a time, which meant that I, I, I wasn't really comfortable with any of them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, until I, I finally settled on a... Uh, um, on a way to to tell um, what was it in in whatever language, and uh, I was very shy. I was very attracted uh, to theater from the very beginning, to um, dance, to puppet theaters, to um, uh, dolls, to little soldiers, to whatever was uh, pretending to be human. And um, so I, I, I can't say that I I knew from an early stage uh, that I was going to to be in show business. Were you were you university sort of trained? No, 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 no. I took just um, my um, high school uh, diploma and uh, and then no no university no. Hmm. 
when also because I, I started working very early. I, I was 17. Wow. Considering what you wound up becoming well-known for, um, were you into horror as a child? Were you? No, like- not at all. <laughs> not as a child, not as an adult. <laughs> uh, horror was never part of my... Neither my education nor my liking, I must say, I, I'm not a horror person. I I do like uh, thrillers, I do like Hitchcock, I do like ghost stories, uh, mysteries, but not horror, not gore, not splatter. That's not in my, not my cup of tea. Sure. Well, it's, 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 do you find it um, challenging? Because, I mean, that's kind of, a lot of what you're known for. I mean, uh, when I think of you, I think of you know the 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 cannibal apocalypse, the city of the living dead, those those sorts of things, and mm-hmm. and not being, as you say, a, a genre fan. Um, do you? Do you have any difficulty with that? With sometimes some of the no, 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 no. Because I, 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 whatever I do, uh, I concentrate on the character. Um, so it's 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 character put in a horror context. But uh, my my job as an actor is to work on the character. Then you react to to what happens in the plot. But uh, basically, you must build up. Um, the physical side of it, the background, the uh, so it's no, 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 no. It wasn't a problem. I mean, apart from the fact that special effects or complicated deaths uh, might be time-assuming and boring and uh, at time risky, but uh, no, no special problem. I mean, a character is a character. Either in a fairy tale, in a horror story, in a romantic comedy, in a. I mean. Sure. If you are studying Hamlet, then you put Hamlet in a horror context, where he already is in a horror context. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You landed really hard, I would say, in 1980 with your first three films being House on the Edge of the Park by Ruggiero Diodato, City of the Living Dead by Fulci, and then Cannibal Apocalypse by Antonio Magretti. Um, did you know at the time that the kind of transgressive cinema that you were making? No. Just no movie? idea, no. No. When uh, uh, my first movie was with Diodato, and he was just right out of a um, uh, big scandal connected to Cannibal Holocaust, and I had read something on the newspaper, but it was very vague. I, I didn't pay much attention to it, no. So I, no. Hmm. No. Yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't aware I'm I'm interested. You you live in Rome now, is that correct? Yeah. Did you grow up in Rome, or did you grow up in a smaller city? No, no, no. I grew up in Rome mostly. I grew up in Rome. Okay. Uh, as a child, what were you? What? Because it sounds like you lived in a, in a world of imagination, because you're always trying to um, use toys and puppets and things like that to, to play through and to act yeah. on, you know, characters and, and these types of things. What kind of, um, 
what kind of movies were you exposed to as a child? Oh, well, as a child, uh, I would say, well, of course, Walt Disney, hmm. uh, which I still like a lot. Uh, just Walt Disney. I, the, 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 as, as a matter of fact, the first horror <laughs> I saw, I was very scared, I remember, because it was the first movie I was taken to to watch, and it was the um, Snow White, uh, and I was terrorized about the when 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 the wood gets a lot sort of alive and trying to mm. catch her. Oh yeah yeah yeah. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of darkness in those early Disney. There really is. Yeah. Then I, 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 I mean, I, I have an idea of my own which connects a lot um, horror movies to to fairy tales because mm. um, because uh, if you read the original Grimm uh, Grimm Brothers version oh, of fairy tales, they're utterly dark. There's a lot of horrors. I mean. Oh, there's, I mean, Hansel and Gretel, they're pushing the witch into an oven. There's, right. there's yeah, yeah. abandonment. Yeah, and, 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 and uh, Cinderella's stepsisters, uh, uh, birds pick their, their uh, eyes out at the very end to punish them. And, mm, right. right. And one cuts a, a bit of her foot to get into the into the shoe. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, and there's a lot of uh, things the hero must do to to win the princess or, or whatever, like sleeping in a cemetery. is is uh, full of the, this kind of uh, monsters, uh, zombies, ghosts, and well, I agree that they're they're both morality plays, right? They're they're stories meant to impart a sort of uh, uh, social code, right? And therefore... Am, am I alone on this? No, 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 you're right. And therefore, you have to show... You have to show dark... Yes, yeah, no the serious. difference is that uh, a fairy tale has mandatory um, a happy ending, whilst horror movies generally don't. I mean... Right. Yeah, right. If it is a happy ending, it's only for one person. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Did you get along with David Hess on House um, on the Edge of the Park? Oh yes, yes, I adored David. Uh, it was a, uh, um, I mean, he was so very helpful during the movie because you know it was my first movie, so I, I, um, I was a little afraid. Some, I mean, um, you know, first movies, first movies, even if. Uh, uh, I, I, I was lucky because the context was very theatrical. I mean, it was just in one room. Uh, um, it's, it's, it, it was quite a stagey movie. Uh, but anyhow, um, and so David was, was really friendly, helpful, uh, nice, warm, affectionate, uh, was the best possible partner. Uh, to have for for a first movie, and from that on we kept uh, being in touch, and and then with, when 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 Skype was invented and the internet and whatever, we were connecting a lot, and uh, I saw him um, maybe no more than one year because before he left us, mm -hmm. we attended. Well, you, you you do you do many cons? I know David did a lot of cons. Um, well, not not as, as as many as I would like to, but you know, living in Europe makes uh, things uh, more complicated because they have to f fly you. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so it's, but, 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 but yes, I I do call them Senihau, yes. Uh. That, that, that brings up a question. Are are there, there has to be, right? There Are there really big conventions in Europe? We have, we have so uh, many in the United not, States. Not as big as, as the ones in the United States. And uh, in Italy, there's no conventions at all. Mm. And um, uh, wow. there's quite a lot in England. Right. A few, a few in Germany, uh, a couple in Spain that I know of. Um, nothing much else. Mm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you um, did you get along with Fulci? Uh, yes, personally, yes, I I got along very well with him. He was a very cultivated man. He was very respectful of about the fact that I was um, a theater person and um, uh, so I used to have nice conversations with him and we also um, we were both friends of uh, director Duccio Tessari you know the one of the inventors of the spaghetti western and and Duccio and his uh, lovely wife Lorella De Luca had a sort of open house um, uh, after dinner, so been show business people used to gather there and play society games, parlor games, and chat and gossip and whatever. And um, both uh, Fulci and I were part of this crew, so we also uh, knew each other socially. Uh, but on, on on set when we were in uh, in Georgia in I mean, he he was he had surely he had a bad temper, but not with me. I mean, <laughs> to me he was always very I'd kind he, and respectful and, and nice. Yeah, I'd heard he could be tough on actors. Uh, in my experience, uh, he could be. He was very very tough uh, with the girl who played the. Um, um, I mean, the one, the daughter of Valentino Valentini, the, the one who offers me a joint in the mm-hmm. car, right. you know, just before the drilling. But he was perfectly right, because she was a Miss No One, and she arrived on set pretending to be Greta Garbo, and doing, I don't want this, want this, I want that. After five seconds, Fulci started shouting as hell, like, bitch, whore, take that whore away! Um, uh, call another one! Uh, da, da. Until she, she was in tears, uh, uh, begging pardon and, and whatever. So, so I, I witnessed that with with with, with an actor, uh, that scene, and he was perfectly right in my opinion. And um, apart from that, no, he used to be quite sharp on production people mostly, but he had a theory about that. He told me. I'm 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 giving you a tip because you 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 are a theater director so so one day you must you, you might want to to direct a movie and uh, my tip is um make a scene every 3 or 4 days with production people even about nothing <laughs> uh, just saying this fork smells which doesn't mean anything but uh because they must be on the edge Otherwise, they get sloppy. They they don't do their work properly. Uh, if you want to have what you need, you have to always have them on the edge. 
Katarina McCall had said that he yelled at her a time or two on the Beyond. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> um, uh, you you worked a lot in Italian TV. Was there... A, was there uh, how similar were the two experiences between working in film? Actually, the three of them. Theater versus film versus television. Uh, television uh, and, and films are the same thing because you... You shoot in the same way. I mean, television is is uh, uh, is. The, I mean, the the same camera, the same exteriors, the same. It's it's just the um, the screen it gets on finally, which changes. I mean, but but for an actor, it's exactly the same thing. I mean, it doesn't change a bit from uh, from um, from screen to to TV. Uh, well, stages. Uh, is different because it's uh, two hours concentration and that's it uh, whilst um, you know your concentration and your being in character in a movie or a TV thing must must be spread over 12 hours work so I, you must learn to get in and out of character because if you try to stay in, on character as, as as I did when when I was less experienced try to stay in character for 12 hours then you are exhausted <laughs> and, and, and it's pointless no it's a, it's a different technique but basically and of course you know when you are on stage you know that your your body is, your full body is uh, is in full sight all the time was uh, on screen at times too but I, I, I work a lot with my body anyhow even on on films I mean I I'm, my building up of a character is 80% um, based on the body the mm. physical side of it how, how he moves and body language and, and, and that type of stuff that's fascinating um I'm interested when you made since you since you didn't go to university how did acting um in theater happen for you you're 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 a boy uh well I was you know my my first passion was ballet so I studied ballet for many years and I I want to be a dancer but then I injured my back whilst I was studying in Amsterdam and I injured my back so after a while I um, recovery was very slow so after a while, a while I decided to to switch from uh, from dancing to stage work and I had a little experience because in my school days uh, uh, being a trilingual with English French and Italian, I had been part of a um, French company in Rome, um, so I had I, I had done some some stage work in French, and um, after renouncing to to ballet, I first I took a diploma in physiotherapy, sportive physiotherapy, which was very helpful through my life in dead moments. It's something I can always used to to make some money and I'm pretty good at it and um and and then I I got in touch with theater companies and I started working on stage 
Cool. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That's interesting because I, I have a bit of a medical, I work in sleep, um, so I have a bit of medical background too, and it's interesting the, the, to, to hear the, the link between, of course you use movement in your, in your creation of character because you have a, you're, you're, you have a foothold in ballet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's and and also music is very important to me. Uh, when I, uh, how can I say? When I play a character, I have um, uh, a music in my mind, a metronome. You know, like mm-hmm. you want pianist is a tick 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 tick. tick, tick. I mean, it's um, it's a rhythm. Yeah. Uh, to me, enacting rhythm is, is very important. I, yeah, I, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's just in even in all creative disciplines. Well, I think there's a rhythm to writing. There's a rhythm to, to something that something that Tom and I have in common is that rhythm is very important in in martial arts, yeah. for example. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. And there's a rhythm in you know at times I. I did change slightly my dialogue. I, you know, I, I did a lot of um, uh, Euro stuff for TV period stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So um, uh, things uh, in, in the Middle Ages or, you know, and, 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 uh, or the ancient room, the Bible, uh, costumes, robes, crowns, I mean, very... Uh, and I am um, always have been. Um, uh, I had a passion for Shakespeare, so I the verses and and and, and the um, yeah, speaking of rhythm, yeah, 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 the rhythm, no, the, the the blank verse and and its rhythm, and and it happened to me to slightly change a couple of syllables in my dialogue to make it a blank verse. Huh. huh. Uh, so without uh, maybe people noticing, uh, but it, it it became a verse, right? That's, that's interesting. As opposed to just a, a delivered uh, a, line. A delivered line. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Me, open your doors. It is your king who speaks. Uh, right. It's a black verse. Now maybe the original version had a couple of word, different words, and just by transforming it slightly, it became um, a blank verse. I want to go over, uh, you've worked with some of the absolute greats in Italian cinema. I'd like to just sort of mention a couple of names and get your uh, sort of impressions of them, both as both of the films and, and the director as a creative person. You did three films with Michele Suave, mm-hmm. Stage Fright, The Church, and, and Devil's Daughter. Do you... Do, clearly, you got along with him and, and, and enjoyed working with him. Michele was and still is one of my greatest friends. Um, it's funny because I, as a matter of fact, at the very beginning, without knowing him, I stole him two roles, which were um, the one in um, in uh, House at the Edge of the Park, mm. Ricky. Uh, he, Michele was supposed to be Ricky, but then the, the dad met me, and, and and then in in the Fulci one, he was supposed to be Bob, um, and then I, I I stole. So as as a matter of fact, when is that when why, we first is that why he got moved to the guy in the car because you you sorry 
Is that why he got moved to the guy in the car? Because yeah, but 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 you know, you even if he, if he was um, a pretty good actor, in, in my opinion, he had a great face and whatever. But uh, uh, he wasn't very interesting, and, and no, he was he wasn't interested at all in in acting. It was just a way to be in the movies. So in the Fulci movie, he he had that role in the car, but basically he was one of the assistants. So his main interest was in in being an assistant to Fulci, not in having a role. But anyhow, the first time we met in Savannah at makeup, he said, "Ah, oh, you are the hassle stealing all my roles." <laughs> uh, uh, but then we we got very. Very good friends, uh, you know, as it can happen at that age, we were always having holidays together, he had a, he had a um, sport car, and we were going around in his sport car, and, uh, or to, to the beach, or uh, I was sleeping at his place, he was sleeping at my place, you know, we were having a lot of joints together. Yeah, <laughs> you sure, know? Yeah. As you do, hey, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so, so working with them was, um, of course, different from working with the with the others. No, he, he was my my best friend, and, and and so I was was very thrilled about being in in his first movie, and then the other ones, and um, and also I must say that uh, he had something very different from from the other directors because he had a, a real passion for horror. He has a great eye. Such a beautiful eye. You know, the way, way he sh- the way he composes shots, it's just absolutely beautiful. It looks great. But because it was a, a real passion of him, uh, he was um, a poor reader, a Lovecraft reader. Mm-hmm. Um, he had uh, a culture about horror, and he he was also a pretty good painter, and he used to paint uh, uh, horror scenes, and and so uh, because you know the others were very good professionals, but they they were doing what just what the market was asking for mm. and how at that moment um, at that moment he, he, uh, the market was asking for horror but sure. uh, but it's not that Diodato or Fulci or, or, or Marguerite had a passion for horror to them it was the same shooting a horror or a an adventure movie or a sexy comedy or <laughs> whatever right, right. it's I always I always got the feeling that the that the Italian film uh world was largely composed when when it was? came to when it came to directors was largely composed of people who were um you know, they were journeymen. They were like, "This is my yeah, job." Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that exactly. it didn't really matter. Uh, Marguerite, Marguerite used to stretch this by saying, "I, I do the butchery movie. I, I, I sell movies by the kilo." <laughs> 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 but because he had a, just a, a great sense of humor. Well, you know, Fulci did westerns. He did right. You know, mysteries. And yeah, and that's what I mean. Is like even like um, even uh, uh, you know Sergio Leone. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
did like uh, Italian uh, um, sex comedies. And well, sex comedies, and he did the the uh, kind of Hercules type oh, sure. movies. And Bava it, did Bava did um, a Hercules movie. Right. Yeah. 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 And and so yes, and they they used to do the um, ancient Rome, the Hercules uh, yeah. movies uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when they were fashionable. And uh, Margariti Margariti was a, a, a fantastic man, full of funny stories and anecdotes. I was laughing to tears when, <laughs> when he was recounting of uh, the the Hercules movies and, and, the, and the, the, the guys there, the gladiators or whatever, were so um, robbed in oil that he used to say, let the stacks in. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, with, with, with Suave, with, with stage fright, you immediately could tell that this guy was operating... Within the same genre, he was operating on another level. I mean, yeah, just yeah, the, yeah. Just yeah. the look of the film, the way the film's paced. I mean, you can tell he learned a thing or two from working with Argento. Yes, and also the many um, tributes he was paying to to other um, celebrated horror movies with the deaths. Mm -hmm. Each death was inspired, in a way, by by some famous movie. You know, Mary Sellers was dying in a shower, like Psycho. Um, another one was drilled, as I had been, and then there was the hatchet, and then, you know... And yeah, it's, it's amazing. The, just the, uh, the pacing, and there's just... I, I love for the uh, the for example the feathers in the air. Sure, you know, it's yeah, very, yeah, yeah. very, very, very. Uh, I like that. I like whenever a director um, uh, kind of exposes their influences. Oh, sure. And like, yeah, yeah. Hey, this is my Hitch Hitchcock shot, or yeah, this yeah. is my. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, um, what about the, the the your role in the church? Um, again, working with Suave, your your uh, it's old home week, right? It's oh, old home week. Like it's all it's the getting the band back together, right? To to make another yeah, film. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yes. I love that film. There's talk about visuals. There's such yeah, it's Barbrook, Beast, and I, and yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he, he like he he at, at that time he liked to work with the same actors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that once you get a winning team, you have to Working with Lombardo Bava for Body Puzzle? Were you uh, I, I don't remember much about that movie, I must say, uh, because in those years, it was much later on, and in those years I was very busy with the, the theater. Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of stage work. I was uh, artistic director of uh, both a theater and a company. Um, so I, I very vaguely remember what I was doing, that I was an antiquarian, that I was gay, that I was on a horse, and that Thomas Sarana was in, was in it, but <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not much else. I'm a, I'm a, I, uh, I'm a big a fan of his dad. I, I, I think Mario Bava is one of the most underrated filmmakers of mm -hmm. all time. No, but Lamberto is a very good professional and a very nice person. I agree. I agree. Um, what about... Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I don't want to even attempt this name. Um, <laughs> Masa, Masa Chessy, 
for 11 nights and 11 Mastatiti days? I never worked with him as a director, uh, but he was the producer of um, uh, State Riot. Okay. It's weird. Your, the, your IMDb lists that you were that you were in a film called Eleven Nights, Eleven Days. <laughs> yes, but but you know why? Because uh, owning the footage of uh, Stage Fright, he put some of the footage in that movie. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> uh, but I, I don't even know what it is about. I mean, I and, and because people kept asking, so at a point, uh, a journalist told me, "No, you know." It, it's because in that movie there's footage from from stage fright. That's why you're credited. Uh, I, I looked all over for it and I couldn't find you it. Couldn't anywhere. find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm wondering um, outside of your own work, what example of of one of your favorite movies of all time? Whether it's whether it's European, whether it's American, oh. whether it's Chinese. <laughs> do you have a movie? Gone with the wind. wind. Wow. wow. Yes. I am a Gone with the Wind fan. <laughs> uh, I did not see that. Any, any, any particular reason why? I mean, can you articulate why? That Because, uh, I, I don't know, because Vivian Lee was the most beautiful woman I've ever see, I've seen in my life, because the story, the plot, I read the book, uh, um, I like, anyhow, I generally, I like a lot uh, period movies. Sure. <laughs> period movies uh, appeal a lot to me, so um, all the A Room with a View, and um, Jane Eyre, or... I generally like very much books um, inspired by a book, mm-hmm. and sure. uh, I like biographies. I also like um, other stuff like comedies or. Um, what's what's uh, one of your what's one of your favorite comedies? <laughs> Cause, my because my favorite comedy is probably. Um, Oh, wow, how was 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 Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda? Uh, nine to five. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. Five. I am I am dying. I love this so much. That's nine great. I love and this so uh, and also old comedies like the Der- Doris Day movies or uh, there's a fantastic Doris Day movie when she's she's a um, um, absolutely average uh, housewife and and she gets into doing commercials and she oh, becomes wow. a queen of commercials. Uh, um, I mean, and I no no I I like comedies and I like a lot of ghost stories like mm. I. I like very much uh, um, The Sixth Sense or yeah, sure. Ghost or uh, The a, Others. Uh, I'm a, oh, dude, The Others the, has the yeah. greatest sound design of all time. Absolutely. The Others was fantastic. Yeah, was, yeah, was yeah. I had, just really? read, I had just read that they're, they're remaking um, Haunting of Hill House. You know, yeah. They, they did it once, and Robert Wise did it in 64. Um, with Julie Harris, and now they're remaking it, and they're remaking everything. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like musicals a lot. Also, there we go. Favorite musical? Uh, 
Um, favorite, favorite, favorite. Uh, oh God. Um, uh, probably. Um, uh, what's the title? Uh, the 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 one with um. Uh, the 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 singing family. Oh wow! Uh, sound, sound, sound of music. music. Yeah, no, yeah. The there sound of go. music. Yes, the sound of music. Julie Andrews. The sound of music. We did like two a, a show, two hours on musicals. It's somewhere, <laughs> somewhere buried in all the ones that we did. No, um, and no, my, but no. Pardon, my favorite one is West High Story. Yeah, yeah. all right. I'm giving you a virtual high five across <laughs> the West ocean. High Story is unbeatable. It's unbeatable. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Fantastic. I Sondheim. I go so soft in the knees for Sondheim. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, Sunday in the Park with George kills me every single every time. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, you, I, I want to ask you about you. You worked with Edward Fenich in Phantom of Death in 1988, directed by Ruggiero. But Gilles. I never met her. Really? No, I'm because huge... in, in Fan- no, in Phantom of Death, I only had one scene with Michael York. Okay. And Michael York was terrific. My God, is he's that guy has something magic about him. He something he was physically vibing. I don't know. We 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 were. He was um, hugging me in in the scene, and I felt like a volcano. Something uh, uh, absolutely unique. Uh, a great experience was working with him, but but I only had that scene, so I I never met uh, Edvard Fenech or any other actor, and not even, you know that I I think I did two or three movies, let's say with Donald Pleasance, but I never met him. <laughs> uh, also, but, but can you imagine that I met Katrina McCall, who's now a great friend, uh, but but I met her at a convention. Ten years ago. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, that's that's one of the differences between movies and theater. Yeah. Oh, yes. You, you can do a scene in the same movie with, I don't know, let's say Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you never meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. You're just, yeah. You're just <laughs> in the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I brought her up because I'm, a, I'm personally a huge Jalo fan. Um, are, does that resonate with you at all? Yes, I am a Jawa fan. Yeah, I, just, I, I really and and but would you? Would you uh, I don't know what you exactly mean by Jawa. By Jawa, for example, I mean Agatha Christie. Yes, yes. I know. I know Agatha Christie by heart. <laughs> yeah, it seems like for a while both Italian um, and Spanish Jawas couldn't leave. Ten Little Indians alone. They would continually... Ten, ten Little Indians got again, redone over and, again, over and again, over and over and over Yeah, 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 yeah. No, because I, I don't like the violent jollos, you know, the police, bad guys, mm-hmm. cars, and like, like the one I did uh, in Arizona um, with Bose Vance and Deadly Impact... Um, that's not my. I I, I I I find those movies very boring. Mm, yeah, they're all they're Cal all. Cal again, all that kind of stuff. Last night I was trying to watch a, 
a Callaghan movie and after 10 minutes they said no it's not for me it's too boring <laughs> well it's like the, they, they're all episodes of Starsky and Hutch if mm-hmm. you remember that all exactly the, all the exactly pol- or A-Team or yeah 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 all <laughs> yeah. the Pulitzia I'm going to blow that word too Pulitzia Teshis that were made in the 70s my favorite um uh Live like a cop, die like a man. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's just that's just that's amazing stuff. Um, um, tell me about working on Gangs of New York with Scorsese. How did that come about? Please, yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't get that one. Tell me about working with Scorsese on Gangs of New York. Ah, Scorsese. Um, well, I, I really, believe me, I, 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 I tend not to consider I was in that movie because what happened was that um, uh, there was that scene in a theater of, of, with this theater crew uh, playing Uncle Tom's Cabin. Right. And the, in the original script, there were lines of the play so Scorsese wanted to hire real actors, and I was hired to play Mr. Legree in Uncle Tom's Cabin. Then he he realized the movie was too long already, uh, and so he decided to cut something, and, and these lines from the play were cut, so it was just a presence. And um, at, at that point, my agent didn't want me to to be in the movie but the money was the same I was very curious <coughs> I was very curious about the set and and, and everything else so uh, so I did it but it, it's like a, an extra job I mean um, mm, sure sure at the even end though the... I was going to say even though you did deliver the lines and stuff the final product doesn't doesn't reflect that but I think it's an, it's it would be fascinating just to be on set and to watch Scorsese work. Yeah. I mean, I think you you could learn so much. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It was, but then was such a huge production. I mean, they had rebuilt the all of New York uh, in the eighteen uh, sixties. Uh, it was amazing, amazing. It was uh, an entire world, hundreds and hundreds of people worked. Thousand of extras, uh, uh, so um, was fascinating to to watch. I didn't. I, I only saw Scorsese passing by. I mean, and <laughs> well, kind of like a movie like that reminds me of um, like a like a Cecil B. DeMille movie mm-hmm. where you had, yeah yeah you did have a cast of thousand. Right. It's something that doesn't happen much anymore because they use the computer. It happens all now in computers. Yeah, it yeah. happens all in the computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was uh, it was amazing, amazingly big, amazingly big, um, very interesting. Man, how did you get cast in The Omen? Oh, by at first by chance because they there was a casting lady uh, who came to Rome to cast uh, the Italian roles for for the movie, but she was a very nice English lady. She knew nothing about horror movies, so I just made an audition and um, had a pleasant chat with her, but she she had no idea of who I was. Uh, but then uh, instead, Jack, um, uh, the, the, the director, sorry, his, his name is... Uh, <laughs> 
Jack London is not Jack London is I mean I mean the director of um of the Omen, he was um, a horror fan. So uh, as soon as he watched my my audition, uh, he knew who I was. He asked for a second audition, and uh, this time with his instructions, and then I got the role. Nice. That's always that's always great. Uh. uh were you surprised that at at the reaction it had at the box office? Mm, oh, how do you mean that it was successful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so many people talked shit about that film before it came out, and then you were kind of vindicated because it's a. I think it's a solid film. Hmm. Uh, you know what? I I I have to my shame. I hadn't seen the original. Okay. So really? I the, the, because the I hadn't movie? seen it, and then I didn't want to see it, not to be to be influenced by the other guy who had played my role. So um, when I saw it, I think it was um, okay. Yeah, it, it was okay. Yeah, I I had, I had seen the film. Um, I was 12, and it was it was in the midst of all of that furor when it came out. Right, right. So right. I think it made it somehow. You paid more attention to it because yeah, maybe it, maybe it spun it to be more scary than it was. You know what I mean? Sure. So that it's interesting. Um, uh, I want to ask you about working uh, uh, with Treat Williams and Burt Young. Was that a, another? Um, Same as Katrina McCall, never met them. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. It's it's funny how... Never met them, because it was uh, the Avati movie, but we hadn't seen it together. And with Tread Williams, we didn't even meet in the hotel lobby, because uh, we shot a different... different moments. I don't know, I never met her. I I only slightly met... Uh, in the hotel lobby, the um, the actress, uh, what's her name, the one who was in Doctor Zhivago. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank too. I'm drawing a blank too. Is the same can be the same be said for uh, Rucker Howard and Doug Bradley and the Reverend? Did you work with them? With whom? Rucker Howard and Doug Bradley. Who played Pinhead? Well, no, uh, Doug Bradley. I met him because we we had a scene together in uh, in the Reverend. Yes. In the Reverend, no, no, we met. Then we we were together in in, in another American movie by Martin Harris, uh, The Inflicted. So no, Doug, I I, I know him personally, yeah, he, not he, very well, but I. I know him. He's another one. And Rutger Hauer as well. I mean, the only scene I had in the Reverend was with with Rutger Hauer. So mm-hmm. we spent a night together. <laughs> sure. um, Doug is another guy that does the con circuit. Yeah, it does a lot of conventions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, I'm, I, it, I find it fascinating that um, <clears throat> uh, uh, we've talked to a couple of uh, actors from. Europe mm-hmm. now on this show, and it, it, it seems to me like it, it would be very, I, I don't want to say schizophrenic, but you have a much wider um, 
a much broader exposure to filmmaking than American actors do, because very rarely do you see American actors acting in European mm-hmm. films, mm-hmm. whereas you see European actors acting in a lot of American films. Do you, do you find... Uh, does it matter to you whether a production is American or European or... No, no, not really. I, I, I prefer American and English productions because they're more professional. Um, I, I don't know, and... and, and Italian movies are so sloppy nowadays, unfortunately, and so I, I tend to prefer American and English uh, productions. But um, no, there's not. I, I think it depends on on the fact that we have more history on our back. I mean, sure. <laughs> you're a much older uh, civilization. Yeah. Our our stage training. I mean dates back from Shakespeare and Moliere and you know so we but I, I always get along very well with uh, with fellow actors from whatever country so um, no problem for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we had Barbara McNulty on recently uh-huh. and uh, she spoke about working in Luigi Pastore's violent shit the movie mm-hmm. What, yeah, what yeah, was, yeah, yeah. What was that experience like for you? She, uh, she didn't seem overwhelmed. <laughs> she would, yeah. She, <laughs> you know, uh, the movie was wasn't very good, I must say, because it was very, it was very talky. I I was I had the leading role. Um, I was sort of the puppeteer of this monster, and uh, and I talked and talked and talked and talked, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, so, but anyhow, it was fun because I had a very over-the-top role, sort of this professor, a bit of a magician, um, and um, so. It was funny. It was funny. Anyway. You got to you got to flex your muscles. As an actor, and, and kind of really, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know, it's always fun when 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 you don't have to restrain yourself and be very realistic and very believable. When you can get over the top, is uh, always fun. It, it seems like that's what I saw the trailer for Beyond Fury, and it seems like you're having a lot of fun with the villain in that. Oh yes, yes, yes. Beyond Fury, I just um, uh, I did my last scenes uh, a couple of months ago. Now the there's um, five or six scenes more to shoot for Darren, and then the the movie will be completed. And then and that too is a very over the top role. Uh, this um, Russian uh, uh, mafia boss. With a Russian accent, uh, <laughs> so it, it, it was very funny, very funny, very demanding, but very funny. Um, according to the IMDb, it, you're associated with three films coming out in the next year or so: Beyond Fury, Baphomet, and Lacanimator. Le- does that sound familiar? Baphomet, yeah. Baphomet, yes. I will shoot my scenes. I think uh, in January or early next year. What, what, what's the third one? Like animator, like a animator of lichens or werewolves. 
Yeah, uh, kid no. meets scientist with goo <laughs> is my is my note. Sorry, but no, this third one it's all new to me. I am. <laughs> Yeah. It will be, surely be a pleasure to be in it, but I <laughs> you are here first. <laughs> As for now, I I can't say I I know anything about it. Okay. Okay. The, the ever awesome. reliable IMDb. That's amazing. Um, I've I read that because you, you know at times they put you on IMDb before asking you. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! That is so funny. Um. I read someplace you've you've directed the operas and that is a big thing for you, correct? Yeah, I I love opera. I'm an opera fan, and I directed just uh, three operas: a modern opera by Luciano Berio, uh, Rossini's Cinderella, and a little opera um, uh, of the 18th century by Pasquale Anfossi. Uh, uh, which had some Mozart areas inside, and uh, yes, yes, I, I directed three operas. Um, that that's uh, again, you're 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 so different than than your your genre reputation. You know what I mean with with the films that you've. <laughs> well, made. for the people who for the people who know you as Bob, for example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yes. It's yes. probably a revelation to learn that you yeah. um i i am a writer as well i'm curious for you to talk a little bit about your writing well yes i i, I wrote for many many years for television um by the kilo as margarita used to say <laughs> so whatever kind of uh fiction uh doctors uh uh, teenagers, uh, whatever I wrote for continuously, um, a lot of TV stuff, and it was a, was a good way to earn money. But I, I, I can't say that uh, I had a passion for it because the, you know, the when you write for TV, you have to to give credit to so many people. Uh, there's a producer, the executive, the, the consultant, and this and this and this is uh, you're not very free in writing. So, but anyhow, yes, it was um, an important part of my bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> sure, the, the, as a writer, when you were writing, uh, were you writing? as a writer and as an actor who is very much involved in the creative process of creating a character, were you writing more for, say, for example, plot, because you're writing for TV, or were you more interested in creating the characters? No, I was more interested in creating the characters, I must say. Mm -hmm. uh, inventing plots was, was the most difficult part of it. Was I, I have a, uh, because of the, my stage work, I have a gift for dialogue. Mm, sure, sure. So, so it, but my favorite part of the of the job was the dialogue hmm. to make it believable, uh, live, and you know. Yeah, well, it's, it, it makes sense working in film and in television. The dialogue fuels that, as opposed to literature and fiction, where it's all 
It's mm. all mood and it's all dialogue is such an important part at times. You, um, I, I, and I must say that if I if I don't like something in my dialogue, I change it. Mm. Good, good. Mm-hmm. I you, change it. Do you teach at all? Ah, teach, teach, teach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh yes, 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 yes. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I, I, uh, I was one of the founders of a school here in Rome, uh, and uh, and I, I taught in many different schools, the National Cinema School. Uh, last year, I did um, in a high school. I did a course of um, acting in English. Um, no, 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 I, I, I love teaching. Yeah, I interviewed Scott Reiniger, who's in Romero's Dawn, and he's a big, has his own little, uh, theater workshop, and he's really into teaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, are you working on anything that people can look for besides, uh, Batman? Uh, right now, no, I just, as I told you, I finished, um, Beyond Fury, I'm waiting to to fly to to um, Texas to to do Baphomet, and in the meanwhile, no, I'm waiting for what's coming. Right on. Sure. Well, we we want to thank you so much for coming on. We uh we're running out of time, and uh, again, we're we I am so honored that this you took is, the time to talk. This has been fantastic. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. All righty, thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. That was amazing. That was. Yeah, I uh, I I love that guy. I love the fact that he's in so many important films in the genre. Yeah. Um, I think he's. I think it's it's fascinating. I, I think it's always interesting to hear about how people do things other places. Um, well, and, and and that's the thing, right? Is like um, I think so often we have these um, oh, for lack of a better word, icons, mm-hmm. and. Not often, but but you know you you sometimes find out that like they don't consider what they're <laughs> doing is yeah is well you know um, I interviewed Bob Wilkins before he died right and he said he goes oh I hate horror <laughs> you know, like, it reminds me of Casey Kasem yeah right? who who hated pop music and yeah. yet w- was the voice so you do it. you know you find out. It's it's like people like to believe that actors sit back and they, and they selectively go, oh, I, I will deem to work on this one. Right. But Michael Caine had said, he goes, I pick the best script that's on my desk at any given time. And, and sometimes it's 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 Batman and sometimes it's Jaws 4. Right. So, 
Um, yeah. But this being our Halloween show, I really just wanted to. It, it, we were recording this early to one to to, uh, to be able to get Giovanni on, um, and so we're recording this a couple of days after we recorded um, the, our, our last episode. Our last episode. So I really don't have any news, and no one died. Right, so. right. Well, and 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 the other thing about that's interesting or unique about this particular show is this is the first time we've done an across the pond show. Yeah. So we're actually recording this at. Three o'clock in the yeah, morning. It's three, four in the morning right now. <laughs> and whereas we normally record at three in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah to yeah. accommodate the, the the time difference, it's a nine hour time difference. To right. Um, but so, but instead, um, I wanted to talk to you about uh, just Halloween. You know, um, uh, Halloween. The show is being released on Halloween. Right. This show's being released on Halloween. This is kind of a big week for me because uh, this is the for listeners of the show, this will mean something. This is the Bleeding Ham Week. Mm. Um, right, uh, it all leads we'll, up to the, sh- to the film festival. Yeah, it, it leads up to our, fest- our short horror film festival. Mm-hmm. And in the last few years, my Halloween has been wrapped up in that. Right. right? Um, but prior to that, Halloween was... Well, I mean, Halloween is still my favorite holiday. Sure. But it... It, it it took on a much bigger role in mm-hmm. my life. Yeah, it's hard for me. I always feel like I always say that I, I feel about Halloween the way you know drunks feel about New Year's. It's a sure. night for amateurs, and and so much of my life is like like I go to Michael's during the holiday season and Target, not for Halloween decorations but for home decor. Right, exactly. So, it's like so it's different. I mean, it, it's I almost feel like. I, I get a little protective about it, and I, and I look at people. And I'm like, "You're just tourists, yeah. you know? You're tourists, <laughs> posers, posers." Um, um, but it's it's uh, uh, and it's and it's changed from when I was a kid to even when I was in my teens and in my twenties. Like, sure. It's like every decade, um, you know, you you start out wanting to canvas the neighborhood with military precision, and then you end up, <laughs> you just you think. I could turn the light off and just eat this candy myself. <laughs> but uh, I just remember, you know, um, as a kid, it being an almost magical time. Absolutely. Um, well, for for me, it was always it was always a huge Halloween was always a huge deal. Sure. Because it was the one time a year where I I got to. All, all the stuff I was reading about mm-hmm. and how to how to make something. Yeah, you could to, do it. Yeah, it's like oh, n- now is you know like whereas I, if I wanted to do this in June, everybody would just scoff at me. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's Halloween, I'm expected oh, to yeah. do this. Yeah, it's for the fledgling effects guy. Suddenly you're Johnny on the spot. Right, exactly. And you're making up your mom for her office party. You're making up this person and that person. Sure, sure. <clears throat> and and it was a big deal. And I think even more importantly uh, for me, growing up in the Midwest, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I live very much in a, I don't know how to describe it, Bradbury. Yeah, um, it's idyllic uh, kind of the, setting. Yeah, sure, and, sure. And, and it, so all that stuff really resonated with me, and, yeah. and, and it was important. 
and it was like you know everything from like the corn stalks to the pumpkins to mm -hmm. the fall leaves and right it was I, there was magic in the air you know and mm -hmm. and one of the reasons why I live where I live now is because I still feel that yeah I, for many feel, years it does I, feel that very much in yeah. this area it is that part this part of the world. I just remember map like I didn't I wasn't making a joke earlier about military precision you know mapping out the best route sure going out not with a, the orange pumpkins that you fill with candy but like uh, a pillowcase a pillowcase yeah and night wasn't over until that pillowcase was full that's right um and you no didn't, you didn't start trick or treating at like Three in the afternoon. No, 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 no. Like you, we waited till the streetlights came on, and then we went out. It, it was dark. And yeah, that, it was when, scary. It was supposed to be scary. Yeah. But I also remember, like, once you you did your canvas of your of the area you were allowed to venture away from your home. Sure. We would always go back and trade costumes and go back and, and go back <laughs> again. And back out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and just clean up because I grew up. This was this would have been when I was a kid, kid. This would have been, I'm old, so this would have been like the late 60s. Mm, they sure. hadn't invented razor blades in the um, apples. In the apples. They, they hadn't re invented putting drugs in candy. You didn't, you didn't have to worry about any oh, of that shit. You no. reached into, people would give you food, like donuts, yeah. and homemade donuts, and you would just, I sound, this sounds, I sound so old, but you would just immediately eat them. You wouldn't think twice that someone, right. one of your neighbors would do something screwball. Like, here's a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just remember getting really mad at, like, the people who gave you pennies. Fuck <laughs> you and your fucking pennies. Man, I remember the first time someone gave me a soda for oh, Halloween. Wow. I was like, on one hand, I was like, oh, it's not candy. And I was like, fucking A, it's a soda. <laughs> I remember there was like one house in our neighborhood who used to always give out full size candy bars. Yeah. And, oh, oh, the first yeah. time that happens when you see one of the big, not the the regular size, not the fun size ones. No, yeah, not yeah. no, no, no. I'm even talking about the fun size or the regular ones, but the extra like the oh, king size. Oh shit! Ones, they were like boom. It would break the back bottom of your bag. <laughs> it was great stuff, and it was such a you're yeah. I, I mean, I grew up in San Jose, so it was a little more urban and stuff, but. It was just this magic time where, where you know, especially when I was growing up, it was like my my parents were like, later, I <laughs> <laughs> come back, just come back, just at come some back, point. yeah, <laughs> and um, we would just eat. Candy. Well, I think that that's a, I, I think that that's a, a, a indicative of the time, right? Mm -hmm. Because like when I was a kid too, I'm a couple years younger than you. But, yeah, late 60s, early 70s, yeah. that, that time period, it was like, go. Go and... And you would, too. You yeah. Would venture miles and miles. And then we had... I remember having friends whose whose mom, they would, <laughs> they would load up the car with kids and take them to the quote-unquote rich neighborhood because <laughs> they gave better candy. Sure. And um, if you could enlist like a like a teenage sister or brother who just got their license, and you know they could get the car, but they had to drive all the kids around. Right. And oh my God, you would clean up. And this was before. I remember when like mall trick or treating right. started to become a thing, and you're like, "What is this? Yeah, bullshit? exactly. Yeah. 
And now they've got these walks where they lead kids around. It's like, man... It's, I, I mean, I, I get I, it. I feel... Well, no, I get but it, I too, but as, I, but as somebody it, with, with children. But at the same time, I'm like, our kids are missing out. I, I they're really missing out. Yeah, yeah. It was, what's, a, what's one of your favorite Halloween memories? Uh, well, oh, um... This is. I was older. I was. I was actually. Well, of course, our favorite Halloween memories are from when we're we're troublemakers. No, no, but, no, no. This oh. was. This was older than that. I was in my thirties. Oh wow! And my son was probably ten. Sure. And um, I went to work for this company called Global Youth Resources Outreach, or Gyro, and they literally. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but they literally took over. There was a giant mall in a, where we lived in, in near Mountain View, California. There was a restaurant on one end and a theater on the other, and it was empty. And Gyro went in there and had made a haunted house. Oh that, wow! That filled the entire so a haunted mall. mall. Yeah, it it the to go through it, it literally took you forty five minutes. Wow. Um. And anyway, I went to work for them. I was a line performer, so I would walk up and down the with the waiting sure. line, dressed as a zombie, and. Uh, uh, I, I monkeyed it so that they let me bring my 10 year old son and he yeah. got made up as a zombie and the nice. two of us were a, were a, were a, uh, uh, father and son zombie. That's cool. And it was great. It was, it was, it, it was really fun to share that, you know, with, with him. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Um, I have a couple, um. One is as a, a juvenile delinquent, mm-hmm. um, in, uh, in, in Dongola, Illinois, uh, and I don't know how this happened, but we, we came up with the bright idea of taking several lengths of, uh, rope and tying them together. And oh, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it ended. I mean, it ended fine. It could have ended horribly. <laughs> um, and we, as one of our pranks, we decided we <laughs> we took the the one end of rope and we tied it around the doorknob of one house, and then took it across <laughs> the street and tied it to the doorknob of the of the house across the street. Sure. And then we knock, knock simultaneously and, and watch these people play tug of war until the car comes. <laughs> exactly, really? and that's what we, you know, as we're laughing our ass off in the ditch, and we're like, "Oh my god, what if what if a fucking car comes yeah. and rips?" I just the, pop the handle off. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so that was one, mm-hmm. and we thought we were brilliant. And um, another was um, as an adult. Uh, my son's very first Halloween. He was born yeah. in April, so he's less yeah, than a year super old. Fun. And uh, we go out trick or treating, and he's in this little—I don't know—it was a lion onesie. <laughs> so he's got this big mane around his That's little hilarious. potato head, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it's so funny when kids they dress like babies up. <laughs> it's like, so look, look at my pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always a pumpkin it, or a ghost or yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> but it was really, it was kind of a big deal for me. Oh, to sure. Be going around with my baby. Yeah. Um, it's like when you take your kids to Disneyland. It's like, yeah, wow, it, this is cool. It was big, and uh, 
Um, <coughs> and, and, and it just so happened that um, even though I had not lived in southern Illinois for um, years and years and years at that point, I was there temporarily. Mm. We, I had moved back, so it was kind of it was kind of neat that he that his first Halloween, which he'll never remember, right, was the Halloween that I grew up with, at least as far as, um, uh, you know, the the, the people with with uh, their bundles of um, corn husks, sure, and, sure, and, sure, uh, all that stuff, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then later, yeah, you're right. It became a night of hell raising, of sure loading up John Mauer's car with water balloons and driving around. Right, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. Starting shit later. You know, after that, that you know, after we're running around and soaping windows and mm-hmm. keeping houses. Never and shit, soap windows. Then it became, let's go party in the graveyard. And that was that yeah, was no, a, yeah. That was a big thing for me for a couple of years in high school, where we'd go to the graveyard, and it was you know we're you know we're drinking beer and we're smoking pot and we're do you know we're, we're you're doing, doing you're thing. being teenagers we're being teenagers, but within this context of we're, we're in the graveyard we're in the graveyard yeah. and and there's scary things and yeah there and, can be and it was I I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade, e- even though those experiences ultimately don't really don't really add anything to my life. I wouldn't I trade those. I wouldn't trade those There's, memories for anything. I, you know, people always list their life's accomplishments and, and this kind of thing. But I think I think equally as important are the you know the the hanging around your buddy's house and watching match game seventy five. Oh my god! Yeah. Just, you know, I remember. I remember going to Gary Lance's house. <laughs> Gary, Lance. Gary <laughs> God damn it! Listen, yeah. I, I remember going to Gary Lance's house, and uh, and we would sit around and we'd get stoned and sure. we'd listen to. We would. I don't. I don't know if anybody does this anymore. We'd sit and listen to an album. Sure. And we would. We would just trip out on like whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever it was like. Yeah, I, I, I think the the particular time I'm thinking of it was um, Alice Cooper's. Um, uh, was it? What was the Welcome album? Welcome to my nightmare. Was it Welcome to my nightmare? Sure. The one, the one after he got out of rehab or oh, whatever know. it was. I don't know, the, Barry. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like wow, you know, I'm in the asylum, and and this is what it was like, and hmm. Hmm. and we spent. Freaking hours talking about this shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, I I think it it, it there's a lot to be said for um and then maybe this is just an old man on a porch nostalgia, but it's it's like there's a lot to be said for having three networks. Yeah. But like we were talking with Cody last last time. Um, there's a lot to be said about appointment. TV and and it's and, event television. It's yeah, like yeah. oh shit, this and, is going to be on. And in this case, I think it's it's a you know I remember when certain records came out and you did just that. You went to your friend's house, maybe you smoked a little weed on the way there, or whatever. But you went to your friend's house and you sat. Everyone sat in chairs and just listened to like right. dissected, like when Pink Floyd Animals came out. Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, everyone was like, I need time alone to. To sort through all of this, yeah, exactly, you know, and it was great. Um, 
And then I think in the 20s, Halloween, again, becomes just an excuse to get drunk and chase people of the opposite sex or the same sex and, and you know, try to get laid and, 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 uh, uh, which happened, you, it just happens that it's, instead of, sh- you know, surely it's Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Right, right, right. You know? the, the costume changes, but yeah, the goal is yeah, yeah. the same. The goal is the same. <laughs> the is the same. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's fine, you know, but I, because I remember back in the day when, um, there used to be a thing in San Francisco called the Hooker's Ball that they would have on Halloween. Uh-huh. And it was a, it was, it started as just that, where it was a lot of the prostitutes in the area just going like, we're going to get together and, and have a, a big, you know, big time. Yeah. And, um, that's where I think a lot of the time, you would never think to see sexy, co- you know, sexy costumes and that kind of thing. And now sure. that's, it's amazing. <laughs> I remember <laughs> some of the costumes that they, they do that are, you know, for every, that. Every Halloween in Vegas, there was uh, there was always a big, um, uh, at least when I was working there, there was always a big, oh, I don't want to say an S&M ball, but ba- essentially a big mm-hmm. S&M ball. Sure. Uh, and, uh, and it was a big deal. It was a big and, deal. And, there were big deals. And it didn't matter if you're property was involved with it or not mm-hmm. you had all these people yeah um it's like the avn awards used yeah. to be a big deal and now <laughs> we used to anymore. host the avn awards yeah, not anymore it, it was a big deal yeah, was, not anymore i saw amazing things <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and it's it's too bad because i think it's only after you go through all that, not to get too weird about it or heady about it, but it's that, that then when you have your children, right, you rediscover there that, that innocent sort of side to it. You've gone through all the <laughs> debauchery. And, right. And now you find your way back to, you know, making, making pumpkins. With back your to kids. that magic. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And you see it. I guess they talk about seeing Disneyland especially through, you know, your kid's eyes. Yeah, and I think that's really important. I think the same thing happens with with Halloween. We, do, we and Christmas too. Yeah, it, we, we 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 rediscover the our love for it. Um, for me, Halloween and Christmas were always really intertwined. It becomes this whole flood, right? Right. Halloween. Halloween kind of ushers it in. Right? Yeah, in, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, <laughs> I'll tell you one of my favorite childhood memories, it, it, just in general, not a specific memory. Was uh, watching the Great Pumpkin every year. Oh sure, that was a big deal for yeah, me. Well, it's like when we did the Rankin and Bass show. Yeah, it was it, that was so tied into to Christmas and right. and with Halloween. You know, I remember, you know, everyone, all of the variety shows had their little you know, their yeah. one episode. Yeah, I just tonight watched uh, over dinner. We were watching the Halloween episode of America's Funniest Videos because that's what you do when you're old kids. <laughs> You watch AFB while your wife makes your dinner. Tonight I watched the Hollywood ep- or the Hollywood the Halloween episode of um, Bob's Burgers. Oh really? For this year, I love that they do that. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh great. my God, Simpsons is what? Do so many of them. There's in this year's how how many years of it? I have no. This idea. is like their fiftieth year. I don't know. No, it's not fifty, <laughs> but it's it's a lot. It's a lot, and, I, and there's some great stuff, really inside horror stuff. Sure, a lot of those. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, um, 
heartened to uh, uh, when I see online, you know, people doing their little stabs at it. They're like, you know, 31 films in 31 days sure. for the month of October. Everybody does something, yeah. And, and, and that's cool. I guess that's a good way to honor the same tradition. Absolutely. And I also like the fact that it's a, it's an opportunity for, or at least this is what I'm seeing anecdotally uh, online, is that it's an opportunity for, because you have to fill 31 days all of a sudden, Right. you're now sharing you know, the sun demon with your kid. Right, Or your exactly. friends who never seen it, or you people are wow, starting Wow, that's, that's a good pull, man. Uh, they, they, yeah, yeah. he's a sun demon. Yeah, man. but the idea that, that you know, it's it's a way to spread the virus, for want of a better sure. word, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, was, you know, the hideous sun demon, as as a child for me, I always held that, that makeup and... High regard. It was cool. Like, I always... Like, even now, I look at it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a fucking cool design. It's a it's cool like, design. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. not easy to do. Right. You know? Right, um, right, right, right. That's why, like, uh, uh, earlier tonight, um, I finished uh, showing Jennifer uh, The Seven Faces of Dr. Lau. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, I, was, I'm, I was looking at the Merlin makeup by William Tuttle, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that is some fucking badass old age makeup like that's really good like some of the stuff in that show is kind of like nah but man that makeup was you would never in a million years think that that was tony randall right oh i know it's amazing yeah it's the second it's like the second or third time in the last few days that movie's come up really yeah it's kind of weird that's a great movie um one of the things I thought would be fun as well is, is since we don't have new trailers to go through, I just randomly pulled out, out completely out of my ass um, <laughs> a list of classic films that we then I went out and got sure. the trailers and we went through. There's a there's a few of these and I just wanna, I, and, I, and I gotta say that watching the trailers for this week's show yeah. was way more fun <laughs> than watching the trailers. For the, the yeah. new trailers yeah. for every other I just, show. Before we we got we all got together and started recording, um, I went through this list and 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 even films that I I kind of go like I talk shit on like and we'll get to some of them. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you watch the trailer and you're like, well, shit. Damn, that I, looks great. <laughs> so let's go through them. We'll go through them pretty all right, quick. All right. Number one, Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead trailer, I have always loved the sound design on it and mm. that guy's that voice. Guy's voice. <laughs> it's great. Ultimate it's, terror. <laughs> and it's all stills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all stills. It's all stills. It's a little long. It's, well, we it, get it. And that, <laughs> I think that that was something that, that was uh, really prevalent at the time mm-hmm. and then went away and then now it's back again. Where well, we have a really long, long trailer stories, that yeah. kind of tells you everything. Yeah. And well, it's it just I think this one sells the premise. It, you're yeah. it's pretty clear what's going on. Yeah, he, I mean they they make no bones about yeah. it. They, they require living flesh. To, <laughs> yeah. And um, and I, I, you know that iconic shot of like the the rotted head, the skull, yeah, the, the skull at the head. Of I the don't stairs. remember. Was that in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. I never remember when, it. When Ben goes upstairs, or when she goes upstairs, and she just looks at the landing, she sees the skull oh, okay, and runs okay. back down. And that's when she runs into Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, that piano is really annoying. <laughs> 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 
Well, and it also introduced something, or reintroduced me to something that I had kind of forgotten about, and then it, and and we see it a lot in these trailers, and that is the voiceover. The voiceover. The voiceover. The guy yeah. who's like the ultimate terror. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just found one for of all things a film that Giovanni was in called Cannibal Ferox. Right. Where this girl is going. I'm, I might even include it on, in this recording, <laughs> uh, but she's going. Uh, if you don't like dis- films of, dis- of a disgusting, <laughs> despicable <laughs> nature, it's like, Jesus. Yeah. Our um, film is rancid. <laughs> there's a couple that we're, gonna, we're coming up on. Um, next one up was uh, Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Yeah. Even today, sign me up. Yeah. Man. Dude. Well, uh, so one thing that, that struck me watching the trailer um, is... Well, God damn it! You showed me every fucking monster. Yeah, there's no burying the lead there, but I think that was part of it. It's like, come see more. Look at this shit. Like, come see more. Here's three seconds of this fucking cool dragon. Yeah, there's more. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's plus it just had a sense of like high adventure. Immediately, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. And it and I I kept trying to divorce myself from having seen the film. Sure, and but. This one rocks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, well, uh, and the and uh, the other cool thing about it for me is that I think it was the first time that Charles Schneer and Ray Harryhausen was like, we got to come up with another name for for stop motion. We're gonna call it Dynorama. Yeah, whatever they called it. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Over the years, they did they did that a couple of times. It's Dynamation. Dynamation. <laughs> they just yeah. came up with like weird names. For the same process. Yeah, they, isn't that what the the Waltz and Grama people, they have their own... Yeah. I forget what that is. <laughs> anyway. Uh, next up, Trick or Treat. Um, so, again... Trick or Treat, man. Um, well, one, it's a great movie, especially yeah. at this time of year. Sure, like sure, it, sure. Like, sure, it's sure, great. And it shows so much, but doesn't tell anything. No, yeah, like and that's you, what's great about it. Yeah, you, you, you. It makes you want to watch the movie to know what mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. it's like because they don't allude to the fact that it's it's essentially an anthology right. film, and so you're like, what? There's like dead kids on a bus, and then there's this little. <laughs> Creepy kid with the girl from what? Yeah, yeah there's That's a Anna Penguin, Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is happening? And I, I, I adore this movie. Yeah, and I adore the trailer. Yeah, I think the trailer does exactly what the trailer trailer's supposed to do. Supposed to do. Um, this next one, I I chose specifically for the voiceover, and that that is a, a from the late seventies, a movie called Three on a Meat Hook. <laughs> Three on the Meat Hook has it's it's your typical sort of g- girls car breakdown. Right, a guy comes to Did help. Did this him. come after uh, 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 Texas Chainsaw probably, Massacre? I think so. I, or, or right around the same time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's got this this voiceover that is clearly ADR'd, um, uh, additional dialogue sure. recording, uh, recorded remotely, and um, it's it's just the most purple. An overblown you know, <laughs> little broken dolls that keep on dancing long after the music has stopped. It's just like what? Yeah, I just love it. it I love that in the trailer they give you the money shot. Yeah, they tell they, you everything. Yeah, it's like in the trailer, 
Bam! What? Girls on a meet? <laughs> Three yeah. of them. Three of them. Yeah, we're not fucking around. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. again, they did that with the title, so... Yeah. It's like it's yeah. not like... It's a straight-up sort of splatter yeah, gore, yeah, yeah. gore film. And it's actually... The film itself is terrible. But, uh, you know, it's it's full of things like... Uh, what's the, there's a great line where the dad's talking to the son. He's all, you know how you get when around women, folks. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, like more happen not this time, happen, Papa. Pa. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, next up, the uh, this is the one that I shit all over a lot, and that's John Carpenter's Halloween. But damn it, the um, the, the trailer is great. Doesn't, doesn't doesn't betray too much. I mean, no. you, beyond that, there's wait a, a minute. What, wait, wait, back up. You shit all over John Carpenter's Halloween. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a biggest fan as as most everyone else because mm. I think that everything that works in Halloween uh-huh. was stolen from Italian Jello. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when it comes together, I I, I found the dialogue and I found the characters really stupid and yeah. I just <laughs> I just I know. I, I know. can't I can't tell you. Okay, so I can't tell you how much this movie and. and I don't know if listeners of the show have caught, picked up on this or not. By the way, send your hate mail. I'm to not a, I'm not a slasher guy. Like yeah. I don't like those movies. I think Halloween is not one of those movies. Wow. Because Halloween, unlike say for example Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. doesn't show you a lot. Like it, yeah. I, I, I see it as more Hitchcockian. Well, yeah, well, there's so much implied being lifted up by a knife in your gut. You kind of go. It's like it's like. Toby Hooper did with um, uh, Texas Chainsaw, the meat, the the hook, the meat hook in Texas Chainsaw. You never see anything, right? Exactly. But it's it's, it's implied so much, right? It's almost works. like yeah, 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 It's yeah. almost like nails on a chalkboard. It's like it's a it's a it's it's a sound, but it's a creating a, yeah. a visceral well, experience. Yeah, absolutely, for you. absolutely. Yeah. Um, for me, Halloween is huge. What you, first first of all, it took place. In this fictional town sure, in Illinois. Illinois, and uh, and I and I'm looking at it as a little kid, and I'm watching it, and I'm just like, this is everything I've ever been scared of, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, well, that, and I get all that. Yeah, absolutely. How many times did I walk down a sidewalk when I rarely came into town uh-huh. civilization, and there's a hedge. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I just know there's a motherfucker behind that hedge, <laughs> you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I know it's it's just one of those things. That's that's the that's the movie that first made me kind of lose my shit over Fear of the Reaper. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it in there? Yeah, it's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. Yeah. Wow. He's 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 listening to Don't Fear the Reaper while he's driving down the street, and she's like, speed kills, asshole, or whatever yeah. she says, and he huh. slams on his brakes. That's weird. Yeah. A L- little film like that, how, is it getting the rights got to Got the rights to, yeah, That's don't weird. That kind of yeah. costs money. It's weird. Anyway, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. I thought it was a good trailer. I think, again, I think it runs a little long. I think you, we, we get what's going on pretty quickly. I think in general, trailers always... Well, these days they're mostly a minute and a half, two minutes. Right. And some of these, some like of the Night of the Living Dead, was really long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well over that. Um, oh, this is a weird one. I, uh, you had mentioned it, so I added it. Um, Panic in the Streets. Panic in the Streets, I think, is an amazing. Well, one, it's a, it's an amazing movie. It is an amazing. Um, movie. Uh, but I think it was a really cool trailer too, because I think it was really. Uh, 
um, it's indicative of the time. Mm-hmm. It's sh- like Absolutely. It, it had uh, this was a big thing in trailers. Uh, I, I'd say I don't know in the fifties where you didn't have the guy going a tale of terror. Yeah, you had instead these graphics that would yeah, fly words. out at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah these yeah, words yeah, that would yeah. fly like almost like news headlines. Absolutely. Sometimes they were news yeah. headlines. You had the spinning newspaper that would <laughs> land and <laughs> boom, you know, monster terrorizing. Yeah, but yeah, in this yeah. particular case, you know, we've got this movie essentially about biological terrorism. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, which we wouldn't worry about again until you know, in, in recent history, and uh, we got we have Richard Widmar. Yeah, you know, is there's a it? few people in this. Um, uh, Ilya Kazan wrote it, right? And um, it's a it's a uh, think, Jack Plants. Yeah, I was it? just gonna say Jack Plants is yeah, like the he's bad the, guy. Right? He's the real bad yeah, guy. The, yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's about the paranoia and and what happens when people get fucking scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's kind of a cross. It's got a little, con- you know, that contagion movie, yeah. and and um, uh, yeah, it's great. It's a great film, and 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 as a trailer, once again, it does exactly gets you excited for it. Yeah, gives you enough information to go. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see this. Absolutely. Uh, coming up next, uh, Hocus Pocus. Um, I've always loved Hocus Pocus. Just, right. I I think it, you know, people forget that like a kid dies in the end of Hocus Pocus. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. I, I don't know about this Hocus Pocus 2 they're, they're working on. I don't know. But uh, I, I think it's a terrible idea. Um, I think it's it's a, it's a one of those great introductory films for when you have kids. For when you have when you have little kids. It's all, yeah, yeah, all the archetypes are there. Yeah. It's scary, but it's not too scary. Right. Um, it's Kathy Najimy with <laughs> looking like she just had a stroke. Yeah, yeah. I uh, it's just very, very fun and um, is successful in capturing that sort of Bradbarian world. I would say prior to uh, I don't know um, a Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. that Hocus Pocus was the was the go to mm-hmm. Halloween film. Yeah, I used for to work in a, a mall that was a video store in the mall. Um, and we used, it was it was on the short list of things we could yeah. play during Halloween. That was that was uh, that really makes me want to watch it. I, yeah. I, I I admit I have not watched a Nightmare Before Christmas probably for oh, wow. years. And and uh, yeah. I remember when it came out, it what a big deal it was for me because mm-hmm. it was I, I want to say what Stop was it ninety three or something like yeah, that yeah ninety three and uh, it was Halloween night and mm-hmm. it opened. We went to like a, I don't know if it was a midnight show, but it was like a 10 or 11 o'clock show, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a big deal. I was like, yeah. holy shit. I was working at Gyro when it came out, like, yeah, because I remember everyone complaining about this is it, or, 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 what is this? What is this? What is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what the hell? Let's <laughs> just keep repeating it. Um, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. That that's that. Go fig. A, yeah. a guy that runs a goth magazine. That was really big. Um, uh, but 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 yeah, I, I think Hocus Pocus. There's a few that that really capture it. That that are good. Yeah. Um, the good next Halloween films. The next one I think really nails it as well, and that's Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Dude, I, say what you will about 
um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Uh, who who. Tim Burton's frustrating, right? Because yeah. he's one of those guys. That's, well, narratively, he, he, just... he clearly shows you he can do it. It's mm-hmm. in his power. And then he... Uh, he you well, know. Yeah, this is Burton firing on all cylinders. Man, this is one of my... This might be my favorite Tim Burton film. Yeah. Because it works on all levels. It's really scary. It's fucking... It's a really scary movie. Yeah. and And it's... Gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. it's just dripping with Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everything that we associate with from fog. I do think that it's a little severe for the little kids. Yeah, but, but it's yeah, a good preteen. Yeah, absolutely. It's know. not. It's not a child's movie. It, that's what makes it kind of badass. Is like, yeah. oh, we're not fucking around. This guy slices this one dude into two pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite is the there's a beheading where the head spins on the spins, shoulders. Yeah, yeah it's, really it's great. excellent. Um yeah, we were we were and it, mix, and it mixes it really well with the iconography of Halloween mm-hmm. with the scarecrows, the, the mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. It's great. I, I I can't say enough about this movie. We uh we we were watching some stuff the other night, my wife and I, and that's just she just sort of put it on, and I was like, man, I don't want to watch this. And then uh, like ten minutes in, yeah, like, I was hooked. Once Martin Landau gets killed, you're like, sign me <laughs> up. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. Uh, next up, um, this one took some fine searching and trying to find. It's a, it's for Lucio Fulci's Zombie. Yeah. Um, I, personally, I think it's it, the the trailer runs on the on the soundtrack. Right. Um, and there's this long and it's and the soundtrack is really odd. It's, yeah. It's it's all that Fabio Fritzi stuff. Yeah. It's, it's all like it it it's kind of like wannabe Goblin, but, but more it's repetitive. Lower. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. The music that he did for uh, Gates of Hell slash City of the uh, Living Dead. That, that Giovanni was in right. is the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's good stuff. This thing, there's a whole beginning segment of just the Z O N B that goes by. I was watching that and I'm like, oh, I, I was kind of excited because I'm like, is this the whole trailer? They just spell out the word zombie <laughs> I know, right? and then boom, that yeah, would have yeah. been badass. Yeah, I know, but you you see enough to know that yeah. this is this is something you else. You see the iconic shot of that that one particular zombie with mm-hmm. the worms in his face yeah, yeah, as yeah. he's like getting ready to mow down. And you see you see some of the stuff that happens in the church, and and you know it gives and you a pretty. It it does hide the shark scene, which I, was surprises me because well, that's what this is famous you, for. You think that. Yeah, you'd think that they would put that on page yeah, one. I remember seeing this Fulci zombie at a at a late you know program, yeah. at a movie theater that no one went to, and holy shit, just amazing. Well, it, it it does a really good job of showing the difference between a lot of the Italian zombie films yeah. and the American zombie. Because this doesn't look like Romero at all. No, not at all. And the zombies are very. Different, like they're mm-hmm. they're uh, most of them are uh, they're older zombies. They're, they they they've they've rotted a little yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a kind of an aesthetic with the Italian zombie films. I'm tr- you know I'm I don't know that I've ever tried to consider my favorite zombie film. I mm. mean, that would be tough. No, I don't think it would. I, because your favorite movie is Night well, of the yeah, Dead. that that's for different reasons. I, I I think, you know, I just have I have such a weird memory of um, 
under Bianchi's burial ground, which is such a weird, fucked up film. My wife broke her water. We were watching that. Um, but yeah, I'd have to think about that. Um, I, I do mourn the um, what's happened to the to what Walking the Walking Dead is done sure. to the zombie thing. Yeah. Um, I, I I would say uh, I'm gonna say that that I I find the zombies in the Italian zombie films generally not all of them mm-hmm. but generally more influenced by the zombies that we would see in the EC comics yeah, yeah, yeah. than um, than what we saw in the, in the Romero zombie films. Well, the Romero thing is, it was all just makeup. You know, and then, right. and then, then by we get to dawn, we get a little of this other stuff. Italians, it was it was almost like, pie, I used to call it pie makeup, where it was just like literally a guy out there smushing some schmutz on your on face. Stuff on your face, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at um, Umberto Lenzi, who we talked about last time, yeah. uh, Nightmare City, it's really just, it literally looks like they stuck their face in a plate of pasta. Right. And it, it's ridiculous, but there's something see, really creepy you, about it. It's very creepy, and you see, um, you see in, uh, in Suspiria, mm-hmm. where we don't really have zombies, but, right. but when we have the, the people with makeup on their face, it does. It looks like, it looks like the thing that the kid that you did when you were yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but it's almost that uncanny valley thing where it's ju- it looks just goofy enough that it somehow makes it seem more scary well yeah more. yeah 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 well for one thing you know what stuff like that does is it makes it accessible to you yeah so if you're if you're a budding storyteller or a filmmaker you look at that and you go I can do that yeah I right. can do that yeah. and if you're not you're like See, I just love. The I've woken up mornings where I look like that. <laughs> I just love the Italians, especially with their zombie films and their their cannibal films. But but well, I'll limit it to the zombie films. They're they're more than happy to go there. I mean, yeah. I mean, zombie has the the shark scene. It's got the ice splinter scene. Sure. Um, Michelle or, or Michelle Bianchi, Andrea Bianchi's um, burial ground has that weird kid. Who loves his mom a little yeah, too much yeah, and then yeah, bites yeah. her nipple off, and they they're just willing to go like, yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. is this fucked up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Where with American zombie films, there's some some of it, but not nearly to that level of mm-hmm. just like this is beyond horror. This is like I'm I feel really genuinely uncomfortable. I feel like that that's a that's a European thing. Yeah, maybe. Like, I mean, like if if you think about it. Like, uh, one of the reasons why you watched English shit when you were a kid is because you'd you'd see boobs. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they were less repressed about just a kind of all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, maybe. And um, uh, I, was, I was reminded of that. Um, uh, well, I, we'll get to that after this. Right, okay. Uh, next film, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, from the first frames of this movie, you see that it's something different. Yeah. And... And doesn't hold back. Doesn't, no. doesn't explain too much. Doesn't uh, beyond the d- initial conceit of what. It, what surprised me going back and rewatching the trailer is that we see Nordstrom's head coming off in the trailer. Yeah, and I was like, "What? Really?" Like, There's that, a few things in there, and you were like, "Wow!" Like, like was this shown on television? You know, to advertise this movie? Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. Uh, I. 
I tried to grab official trailers, not like TV trailers. Right, or right, right. So maybe, maybe, you know, but with seeing that now, it's like, how do you not go see that? Yeah, ex- exactly. Know, it just looks so good. It, when, you, when you see that trailer and you, and you look at how poorly that movie did in the box office, mm-hmm. and you're like, how did that happen? You know, well, mm-hmm. E.T. is how that happened. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> but yeah, it looks great. The trailer's great. It's one, I mean, just... Yeah. And it's hard to divorce yourself from knowing how good the film is. But right. I think the trailer, that it sells you. It sells you really good. Yeah. If it came out now, I'd be like, yeah, 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 sign me up. It's, you know, I wonder the difference between uh, seeing trailers at that time mm-hmm. and seeing trailers now where we're often like oh this looks this looks like crap and mm-hmm. I don't want to see this at all I feel like when I was a kid or or at least a teenager I'd see trailers and I'd want to see everything yeah sure you know like the Boogans <laughs> right see yeah that. ghoulies yeah, no, yeah 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 absolutely well, I don't know. I think it's. It, I don't know how much of that is. It might have been the maturation of the audience because I think we, you know, by the time we get to Star Wars and all this other sure. stuff now, it's like you look at some of that stuff almost quaintly. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, next up, this one uh, for Dario Argento's opera. I love this film. Yeah. But goddamn, does this trailer give away everything? It does. It really does. Like, there's not a single set piece that doesn't get get exposed in this right uh, um, we get the eye scene yeah yeah we get the eye scene they that. hinge upon it the whole ending of the trailer hinges right. upon it um so as a trailer goes it's terrible but you know knowing the film yeah it's you know i i i have to admit i like this movie better than i do suspiria yeah yeah yeah, I think for it's different reasons. Like there, there, there's other, there's other reasons for me to love Suspiria. Sure. Um, lighting and, and yeah, the yeah, set, yeah. all the art, all the set art design, stuff, yeah. and stuff is beautiful. Um, but I think opera is a more interesting film. Yeah, it breaks down a little when it's like most European cinema. I don't want to just be like that, but a lot of times it's like American cinema, I guess, as well. Um, when when it comes time to write ourselves out. It gets a little sketchy, yeah. you know. Uh, and then finally, uh, the howling. <laughs> the howling. Well, one, the howling trailer is like the movie. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's bladderific. Yeah. All you <laughs> see is things <laughs> pulsing on people's faces. <laughs> and uh, and there again, you know, it's it, you kind of feel like there's part of me that feels like you're showing too much. Like, you know... They give away the ending. Yeah, they give away the which ending. Which really surprised me. Yeah, where D. Wallace is, like, on TV, changing mm-hmm. into the, you know, the Pekingese werewolf that she turns into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I I can't remember. Did I read where that was in her contract? Like, like she couldn't be an ugly werewolf? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know if that's she true She was just on Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. Really? And, um... Uh, all of her memories on making these films were fascinating, um, but she talks a lot about being a healer, and immediately makes me go, "Oh, you, uh, oh boy!" Okay. But um, yeah, it was it was an interesting interview. This I just for his Halloween episode, he just uh, did an interview with Mick Garris. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought that might be fun, dude. How cool would that be to talk to Mick Garris? And Mick Garris, I interviewed Mick Garris once. He Mick Garris 
once wrote a piece of fiction for Carpenter. Really? And we interviewed him, and I interviewed him, and it was uh, it was fun. Mick Garris is one of those guys that I've never met, never mm-hmm. talked to, never had any contact with, and I feel like I could sit down. Yeah. And like I could sit down and go like, "Hey, man." His production company is called Nice Guy Productions. And that's for a very specific reason. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. love to get Mick on here. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, that's Halloween. That's Halloween. Uh, you're off to do Bleeding Hair. I'm off to do... It, it, this is... The, every... It seems like every year I'm like, man, everything's going to be done before... Yeah, it never is. And it never happens. And and we have this... Like I said earlier, it's you're, you plan a wedding every year. Yeah, it's, it's this hell week. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, I love it. Yeah, um, but, it's, but it's work. But it's work, and uh, every year it it uh, it's more work, and I love it even more. <laughs> uh, coming up through November, December, we got some good stuff. Yeah, um, we got some uh, good folks coming. Uh, it, 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 we're, the word's starting to get out that we're booking people, and and it's getting easier and easier. Sure. Um, I know. Uh, I just confirmed Richard Chismar, and there's a couple of artists and sculptors that we're going to get yep. and um so <laughs> good stuff coming up uh hey man we're, we're done have a good halloween you guys happy halloween and uh we will see you guys next week so for go so ahead. for the buzzer video <laughs> podcast i'm tom carnell and i'm langley west stay scary Disgusting and repulsive subject matter affects you. Please do not use this film.